Hello and welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Art Tenkar, your bartender in the OSR. And I was going through my digital copies of Dragon Magazine because I got into my head that I wanted to go and, and actually start covering the progression of first edition, how it was described in, in Dragon. And uh, I, I got... I got distracted. I, I must admit. I mean, wasn't my intention, but I got distracted with issue uh, thirty of the Dragon, and it's because of Tim Cass' article slash editorial, and I think it's, you know what, it's more appropriate than uh, I would have thought. But, and I think we all gonna we're gonna hear this thing and go. I know that story. I'm gonna make some comments on it too. But because as I'm writing this, September 11th, go figure that one out, right? This is 1979. Dungeons and Dragons gained the publicity that we used to just dream about back when we were freezing in Gary's basement in the beginning. So what what is this attention that he's talking about? Well, it's not good attention, but you know how they say. All publicity is good publicity, and bad publicity can be the best publicity. If we had our druthers, it would not have happened in such a fashion. By now, as you read this, I hope the mystery surrounding the disappearance of James Egbert. Yes, uh, James Egbert, you know, who uh, we've heard the stories of, we've seen movies kind of made about his disappearance, has, has been happily resolved. Whatever the circumstances of the incident, it has been a nightmare for his parents and family, as well as for TSR Hobbies Incorporated. It has been speculated that James was involved in some sort of D&D game that went beyond the realm of pencil and paper role-playing and may have mutated into something tragic. D&D was seized upon as a possible connection to the disappearance for a variety of reasons. First, James was an avid gamer, and indeed I've met him at past conventions, and he used to subscribe to TD. I'm assuming TD is the dragon. The fact that Tim Cash remembers meeting him at prior conventions, I think, is actually pretty important. I mean, yes, he wasn't that a gamer. This is back in 1979. Uh, the gaming community was growing. I was becoming part of the gaming community by 79, late 79, early 1980, so right around this time. Probably around the time this magazine actually, you know, hit the stands. Go figure that one out. Uh, second, it was a matter of the pins in the bulletin board and the speculation that they formed some sort of clue, a la a D&D map or, or D&D map or clue. Uh, added to this was the fact that the pins possibly resembled the steam tunnels under James's college. There were anonymous tips. There were stories that the gamers at his college used to go into the abandoned steam tunnels that used to be used to heat the buildings back in the old days and run adventures or uh, listen i think that most likely they, they were teens they were in the young 20s and they were exploring steam tunnels you know doing the stuff you're not supposed to be doing because it's always cool to do that stuff when you're that age um pictures of the map were sent to tsr for analysis with no concrete results third the day of disappearance is the day prior to gen con 12 and there have been reports that attendees think they may have seen him at the con sadly Convention registration doesn't show him registered. Finally, James has an IQ that qualifies him as a genius, and D&D is a very intricate and complex game appealing to bright people. This is seen as sufficient evidence to possibly link the two, at least in the headlines. Okay. Um, 
And they, remember, this is this is before you could take your online IQ test, where every fucking jackass is a genius, according to the the online test, right? Because they want to get your money to get your, you know, fully. Uh, you're not going to be try if, if you I, listen. I think a lot of people listen to this podcast. You're probably not in Mensa. If you are, please leave me a message. I'd love to know which of my listeners are in Mensa, but neither here nor there. Um. The chief detective hired by the parents has made some incorrect statements regarding the game that have only fueled the controversy and added to the misconceptions surrounding it. Unfortunately, the nature of the incorrect answers has led to sensationalist type speculation. Uh, speculation. This is nothing new, right? We think that this is only n- now, right? With with social media that we're dealing with this stuff. This was back. In 1979, because really all you need is media. If you want speculation, that's all you need. D&D has been described as a cult-like activity, and every editor knows that cults sell papers or or dog food in the case of TV. These basic mistakes have linked the supposed method of playing D&D to this disappearance. Detective is quoted as saying, by both the the UP and the AP, you have a dungeon master. He designs the characters. Someone is put into the dungeon, and it's up to him to get out. He was further quoted as saying, In some instances, when a person plays the game, you actually leave your body. Um, hold on a second. I, I got to swing ahead to page 41 from my page 4. You actually leave your body and go out? Um, gosh darn it. Go out. Uh, as I swing through my digital PDF on my iPad, please stand by for more words of wisdom from Tim Cask, which actually ages pretty well, uh, surprisingly enough. Here we go. Uh, travel out of your mind. A campus policeman said that dozens of D&D games were being played by very secretive groups. And that's the other thing that you've got to remember. And it's not just from back then. It's from now. You're a gamer. You're looked at from a segment of society as being different. And why? Because you're socializing amongst others of like minds. That's why I like to think that as gamers, we can step above uh political differences to enjoy the hobby that we have together. Because, listen, most people don't understand this anyway, right? All of this has been grist for the journalist mill and has resulted in some pretty bizarre headlines, all playing at the esoteric aspects of the game, some slanted from the incorrect assumptions. A few choice samples that we have seen here, and only the gods know how many we haven't seen, include Missing Youth Could Be On Adventure Game, Is a Missing Student Victim of a Game, Intellectual fantasy results in bizarre disappearance. Student may have lost his life to intellectual fantasy game. Student feared dead in dungeon. That sounds like a sexual uh, issue, but in any case, and more of the like. The most important consideration here is that all of the supposed link to this unfortunate incident was somehow assumed to exist when in truth no such link has been proven. No one connects with D&D from the authors through the editors, types of proofreaders, down to the final stage, the shippers. 
ever envisioned anything like this happening. The slightest hint that this game somehow may have cost someone their life is horrifying to each and every one of us. If this is true and the worst fears are realized when the mystery is resolved, something is drastically wrong. Which James is located and all ends happily, the amount of suffering and grief has certainly been disproportionate. If the worst is true, let it serve as a painful and sad lesson to all of us that play games. The games are simply games, meant to be amusing diversions and a way to kill time in a fun fashion, and nothing more. TSR has never suggested that D&D was meant to be acted out. How could it be when half of what makes it so much fun, magic, cannot be simulated? Yes. And um, I think I've told this story elsewhere. Maybe I've told it prior on a podcast. My mother's aunt, my grandmother's sister, Aunt Norma, Sister Camilla, was uh, a Catholic nun. Full black habit, flying nun type of outfit. Uh, didn't recognize Vatican II, so I felt that the only real mass was a Latin mass. And uh, I was probably 18 at the time. She was staying at the house. My grandmother was going a little, little dementia, a little senility. And uh, Norma was staying to help out with my grandmother. That's how my parents were away in the Poconos. And it was a hot night. And the only AC in the house was downstairs in my parents' living room. And my room was upstairs, but I went downstairs to my parents' living room to sleep in the AC because I could. And Norma, who wore her coif and layers of clothing no matter how hot it was, um, couldn't sleep. So she decided to go to my room and uh, be the nosy body. God bless you. God bless us all. Uh, and uh, find my dragon magazines. And my D&D books and promptly called my parents the next morning to tell them that their son was a devil worshiper and she'd seen it on TV and she knew all about it. And these books taught you how to cast spells. My parents were understanding all the hair after that until they got back from PA if I could play other games like Traveler but that were not fantasy, that were science fiction and therefore uh, wouldn't fall within the umbrella of my... Aunt Norma, uh, super Catholic nun, uh, calling down the wrath of God on me. And that was the era. If those of you who have not grown up with that, and looking at the demographics of my listeners, most of us have grown up in this time period. You won't remember the negative publicity that Dungeons & Dragons got, but that negative publicity meant that as a teenager, you wanted to play it. Certainly. It, it became that forbidden fruit. And as Tim said at the beginning of the article, this was attention and publicity that they only dreamed of. And it, it's unfortunate that it's because uh, the community at the time lost a gamer, uh, had nothing to do with Dungeons and Dragons, I actually should do an episode just uh, you know talking about this more in depth. But I just think it's a good insight into the time, the late, the late seventies, the early eighties. This was huge. This was huge. Dungeons and Dragons was the devil's work, 
and it was causing people to commit suicide. Listen, your problems are a lot deeper than a game if you, if you are contemplating suicide. And uh, you, that's something that shouldn't be blamed on a game. It shouldn't be blamed on other people. That's something that comes from your own internal issues um, or imbalances or, or such. But, uh, yeah, this, this was a major story for the, for the time. And uh, I, I felt like I, I came across it when I was, you know, looking through some of the Dragon magazines. I like that article. I was like, oh, this is. And it re if you know Tim Cask and you read it in the Tim Cask voice, or you listen, you hear me reading it, and you just think of Tim Cask and said saying it, it carries some extra weight. Folks, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of this community. Uh, Every Thursday night on the Ten Cars Tavern Discord server, we do a hangout. It is uh, in the room we call the Speakeasy, and we about, do about an hour and a half, two hours, sometimes longer, talking gaming and geek stuff and all that fun stuff, trying to connect with each other and, and get away from uh, many of the real-world issues that are around us. So that is... 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern on Thursday nights on the Tankers Tavern Discord server. Tomorrow night on YouTube.com backwards slash Eric Tenkar, myself, and Glenn Halstrom, old man Grognard. We're going to be kicking off the uh, Dungeons, Dragons, and Discourse. Or Discord. Oh, man, now I feel we actually... Oh, shit. Dungeons, Dragons, and Discord. Yes. Okay, I'm confusing myself. In any case, we're kicking that off tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern, youtube.com, backwards slash Eric Tenkar. Listen, subscribe to the channel. If you subscribe, make sure you hit the notification bell because uh, I've heard it doesn't always notify folks. Again, we're in the midst of the world of COVID. Please, please, use your common sense. Now, the cat's causing trouble in the background. Uh... You can't protect others if you're not protecting yourself. Be safe. Be well. God bless. Roll those dice. And I will talk with you all, uh, along with Glenn, uh, God willing, tomorrow. And that will come up on the podcast side on Saturday. On the podcast side, Rich and I will be doing an episode of Gamers Health. All right, folks. On that note, I'm out of here. <laughs>